0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of One Vision. Joining us today is Michael Hirschfield, founder and CEO of Accrued Savings, Venture Advisor, and Canadian in New York City. Something in common with a good friend of the show, Daniel Gonsman. Welcome to the show, Michael. And congrats on the recent raise and on the new year and everything. Thank you so much. Uh,
1: feel very lucky to be on the show, so thank you so much.
0: Thanks for spending time here. Um, you have a super interesting list of experience. I was I was looking the other day, and uh, there was a lot on there. You have done different things too, and that and that was really really cool about it. There were big firms, there are startups, there are some names that we definitely do recognize might or might not have been on Netflix. Um, can you tell our audience a little bit more about you, your inspiration behind a savings, why you start the startup as you did. And more interestingly, you described it as a merchant embedded shopping experience that rewards consumers for saving. Embedded, rewarding. Wait, and saving that is that is quite interesting. So tell us more. I mean you thanks again for having me on the show.
1: You know, my my personal Life experience, it, professional experience is one of professional ups and downs. And I've been most recently, I was a WeWork. I was a WeWork for three and a half years um, through the failed IPO, through the pandemic. You know, obviously when this when the company was eighteen thousand people strong, and 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 met well before that. So um, I, I've I've you know seen companies raise a lot of money and and collapse. I've seen companies plateau and not succeed. And you know I've I've. Had been an entrepreneur. I mean, I remember shoveling snow in 2008 uh, when my startup in Toronto didn't work out, um, and I had to figure out how I was going to pay rent. So I've I've seen the ups and downs, and I've seen the cycles in, in my career. Um, and uh, my background is I'm a Canadian. I grew up in Vancouver, went to McGill, and I see the world through the through that lens, that that hu- human lens of of uh, the Canadians seem to to see their world and. Um, you know, I left I left WeWork um, a little over a year ago, and I had this idea of a crew, and I couldn't shake it. And um, it's so different, right? Empowering consumers to save. We have 40 years, 45 years of, of credit innovation. We had retail credit cards. We have, um, obviously, we sent credit cards to people's homes. All types of people, we sent credit cards to people's homes. Now we have the rise of buy now, pay later so little innovation has occurred around savings and for me like i i saw this huge gap this obvious gap where um you know credit doesn't need to be the only option for americans to get what they want we're not going to change the consumption society but what we can do and what brands can do especially now when brands have more influence is offer a tool that in that helps people get what they need when they need at the most appropriate time. Um, And I'm happy to dig in with that to you. But for me, that that notion of humanity around um, around tech financial technology options around the role and power of, of brands and most importantly, the role and power of venture dollars and like what the impact it can have on people's lives. And I think that this company sort of fits right in the center of all those things.
0: Of venture dollars. Um, I, I saw a recent article last week that basically listed out all the unicorns, unicorns here, there, everywhere. I felt like it was a kid's book, but it was just describing the venture landscape and um, how dominant fintech is in terms of venture money raised, in terms of the extent of it, not just the number of unicorns, but also how much money is in this space. Yeah. And it's dumbfounding sometimes if you think about how much money has been poured in the quote-unquote innovation, how much of that is actually innovation to help consumers, to help our society become a better place, or is it to put more money in the pockets of those who already have a lot of money? That was a rhetorical question. Um, so <laughs> back to... By the way, it's a good question. I mean,
1: I, I can say only in the reference of a crew, right? So, you know, it's a, it, here it feels very much most americans are actually saving and i again there's so much money that's being that's being invested through a fintech but you know there's so little that's being invested or actually run in the savings category and so for me when we started this business only a year you know a little under a year ago and we we saw this untapped opportunity is savings can be looked at as positive positive not just for the consumer but also positive for the brands to align to something And, you know, most Americans are saving for cars, they're saving for trips, they're saving for clothes, they're saving for home renovation. And it's usually done like maybe with a sheet of paper, maybe in a spreadsheet, maybe in their master bank account, if they're lucky. Um, And so little is being done to incentivize them from the brand level. And I obviously think this is important. um, And I think you're going to see more venture dollars go in that direction. And I do think Venture itself is is becoming aware of its role in the in the landscape that it can do good, doesn't have to also drive chase return. there's there can be a double bottom line opportunity.
0: I might or might not know someone who still uses exalted plan. <laughs> I'm not gonna deny <laughs> nor incriminate myself, but um, it's it's you know it works (laughs) stick to it so talking about the um what what you were just saying earlier right you know um all the buy now pay later all of the attention being spent on um consumerism and you're right we're not going to change the behavior of people consuming yeah i do however think there are good ways of doing it and there are the wrong ways of doing it um what do you how do you see the payment space playing out this year because i've seen You know obviously last year a lot of buy now pay later i see fly now pay later you have safe now um you know and then and then buy later um how how do you see all of that work out in the next year or so
1: yeah i mean I, i i think consumption options diverse options whether it's bnpl whether obviously we have credit card even credit cards are getting into the bnps bnpl space shopify has gotten into Obviously, from a payment checkout experience with Shop ShopPay, um, there's just fast, there's lots of different sort of like innovations in and around checkout and in and around credit, et cetera. And, and it will continue to grow because um, consumer experience, consumers want more, they want faster checkouts, they want optionality. And I think you are going to continue to see sort of a diversity of optionality at the checkout page and even before the checkout page for people ultimately to make the purchase i, I again it goes back to like the vision of this business and like I, I think that 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 not everyone should use all these options right that that buy now pay later isn't for anyone everybody and certainly credit cards and over consumption of credit over usage credit cards is not for is not for everyone and and you know we have been early in the market i mean as we're two months into the, into our business and I think the future is savings um I think that that incentivizing consumers to save up for stuff is going to be the next entree is going to be the next entrance to this market um, um, that does not to say that bnPL is also going to grow bnPL will continue to grow right it represents you know mid mid single digits of market share right now it will continue to grow in, in from market share you're going to see credit cards continue to offer those that product so that will Bifurcate into different optionality, um, but for us, there's going to be an introduction of savings and incentivized savings offerings, and I think that's going to be really, really interesting for the consumer.
0: Future is savings. Future is savings and responsible consumptions. Um, yeah,
1: I mean it has it has to be. Right? I mean, you, you you just need to read about all the financial insecurity from the last couple of years. As it relates to the, as it relates to the, p- the pandemic, made it worse. Um, we know how stretched much of the American public is, and it, frankly, it, it, even varying levels of people and th- where they are in their life. People have financial insecurity when they make more than, and they spend what they make. And so, you know, the struggles that that brings into the home, marital struggles, family struggles around finances, like the idea of of getting brands to align to something that's just that's not just credit driven. I think is really, really important, and that social value is slowly seeping into the decisions. I am hopeful that's slowly seeping into the decisions of the dec- deciders, right? The decision makers of large brands in the United States, and ultimately, consumers benefit. real benefit.
0: Do you think, as a society, we make it too easy for people to consume? And not as easy to say, I'm trying to figure it out because it's, it's really interesting when right? I thinking back to my upbringing to how I was brought up, but obviously, you know, there's cultural references too. And, um, and then I remember going to university. The first thing I saw walking into campus in RPI was a desk that sells you that urges you to sign up for affiliate credit cards right yep. with your school logo oh you yep. you're welcome freshman and you love your school and here's a credit card for you to sign up for no fee and etc cetera, etc cetera. but it has all the fine prints buried behind it right mm-hmm. if you're late for this if you do this if you do this and all these fine print and it became a crash course for me Because I never encountered anything like that. I was, you know, growing up now, I'm almost 50. So growing up, I was pretty much in a a cash um, world. I still do that with my kids because I want them to feel money, pain of paying, what they have in the wallet, what they don't have, and the mental um, relation with taking money out and feeling it. But I felt like we almost do people adults younger ones a disservice by making it so easy for them to get credit by making it so easy to get things that we don't balance it out i don't know it became a parenting
1: thing (laughs) yeah i mean you know we're i mean certainly i mean i grew up my, my my grandparents only used cash too and so like that that story that story resonates with me and i and i grew up in a home where savings was again it might be cultural i grew up in a home where where savings was so important um Um, central to like, uh, central to like, I can just think, hear my mom talking about savings, savings, savings. Um, But, you know, it's hard to say what people shouldn't be offered, right? In a game, like you don't want to be imposing on choice. I think that that the, when we look forward, because credit has also been tremendously valuable for the American side, right? It has stimulated the American economy. There's been great benefit. We've had growth in home ownership. We've had growth in Growth. It's it's not it's not all bad. And I don't I don't want to harp on like the negativity because there's there's also pot. There is some positive elements of it. But again, like if we look forward in the future, universities that offer credit cards should also in, should also promote savings opportunities. Right. Parent, right. Like that. You know, like you companies that are introducing BNPL all over the website should introduce a savings option. Right. It it is it is the the we know that brands can stand for more we see companies like patagonia you you you, you understand or home there's some home people there's some great brands that that have deep values and their choices can reflect it not just in um, not just maybe in the donations they make but also maybe in the in the, in the financial offerings that they provide um, and again you know it's it's really impor- it's really important for me like the society that i want to live in has that humanity I, and it sounds like you we want to live in that humanity that the, that, the, that the dollars we spend are representative of the values that we hold and uh, certainly that's you know the type of company that we're building at a crew and I think that's why we're resonating again, m- only a couple months in to this business you can just you can feel this movement right this thoughtfulness um, this movement that's happening right now and it's and it's deeply humbling um, uh, deeply.
0: And and I think you guys started at, at a perfect time too, right? A time of reckoning, if you will, and a time where people need help. They genuinely need help regardless of what demographics, um, they, they come from or, or even age group. A lot of the work I was doing and have been doing is around financial security for older adults, Mm -hmm. but if you take it one step further. I think it would be even more effective, not only we provide them with the tools to help them manage what they have um, at later age, but also help them a little bit earlier, get a better handle on their finances before they get older. Because we do live longer, our financial relationships are getting more and more complex and a lot more older adults are bearing student loans, for example, for their kids and grandkids. So that's another aspect to think about when we think about the dynamics of spending and saving, and whatnot, and that was something that that you wrote that I was shocked at. I, I, frankly, I did not know. You say that sixty percent of Americans are currently saving for yeah. a big discretionary purchase. Yeah. Now, thinking back to ten years ago, twelve years ago, and whatnot, when the space was heating up with the iPhone, with PayPal, with all of the new services that were being offered, fintechs gonna eat the world. It's going to eat the bank's lunch and innovation everywhere. We're going to do things very differently, et cetera, et cetera. 12 years later, 2022, where do you think the industry is as a whole? Do we set up, do we get to what we set out to do? Do you think?
1: I mean, I I think that, I mean, I, you know, it's it's anything, any, right? Any, any change in innovation doesn't necessarily happen at the pace or the way we think it was going to happen. Um, and because there are many, dyna- many dynamics, many dynamics at play, you know, again, the big banks in the United States hold tremendous influence. They have a built-in consumer acquisition, right? Most banks are using using them already. And so it's so difficult to start a, start a bank, a neo-bank and to acquire any scale where you feel like you're at the same side. You're not going to, to become the same size as a Wells Fargo or a Bank of America, um, and I and I think that there is there has been an introduction of lots of great change. I mean, the, even the traditional banks have introduced consumer experiences, whether it's with our iPhone or uh, allowing us to you know allowing us to engage with consumption in a in a different way um, through our browser. Right? It is not it's not perfect. Um, uh, and it probably isn't the way that we imagined it was going to be 10 years ago, um, but we are benefited. And I think that this is the next 10 years are going to be different than it was because of how many new companies are starting and how more and more consumers are feeling more comfortable using technology, right? With the rise of Venmo, I think is a really interesting signal to the market, right? Where Gen Zers Gen, are, are interested in engaging a certain way and how they want to get paid or pay their friends, there's a whole bunch of trends that maybe they're going to be the ones that carry us to a, um, a different, uh, different framework. And it's maybe not necessarily um, a millennial like myself uh, who might be doing it. I don't know if I'm, a, I'm not sure if I'm a millennial. I'm a 1980s birthday. I'm like right on the cusp. So sometimes they call me a millennial, sometimes they
0: don't, but... It's fine. Don't, I don't think labels um, are the best way to describe behaviors anyway. It's, it's constantly changing, right? Just like how we used to say, oh, you know, millennials don't like to own cars. They don't buy houses. Well, guess what? Everyone <laughs> do grow up at a certain age. Yes.
1: yes. Yes. I mean, that's the, I mean, obviously car, I mean, we car consumption, right? We, we talk about like the, we're, we're stuck, right? We can't, it's very difficult to buy cars online because of the archaic systems of car dealers. And like the system the car dealer system and, and and the and the car brands right that is a fintech innovation we have the technology, but the brands haven't decided that's that they're able to do it because we have a bro we have a we have an archaic infrastructure system that needs to change and so fintech is only one piece of the system that needs to change um i think uh, yeah, might as well be buying more cars if you could literally click on click uh, on the site but maybe it's good that they're not but uh, <laughs>
0: I I have my feelings about that. I remember reading a couple of years ago, somewhere in Asia, you are able to buy a car as easy as you're able to go to the vending machine to get something. I don't know if that was just like a gimmick. It was a promo or still around right now, But but that was intriguing, right? To think about your whole car buying experience, going into the car dealership, doing the Big negotiation, how they always say, Oh yeah, I'll talk to my manager, I'll be right back here. Yeah, sure. Uh, (laughs) And come back with a pile of paperwork two hours later. Um definitely we can do better. Even even like the the mortgage, right? The refinance, all of that. There's a lot of the healthcare, healthcare healthcare. all, all these things have
1: it's not like we're we're lacking in the technology now, right? It's the will of the institutions. And the system to make the changes, Um, and that is the question. What the last ten years, I think we have identified that we can do it. Do we have Do we have the willpower to introduce these changes into the market? And we are just one small flavor of that. As things evolve, right, we're one small flavor. We're actually a a new idea. But like, that's the question. Right, what will happen in the next few years as companies? I mean, Tesla you can buy online, right? So you're seeing new entrants. Except a new way of of of, uh, of introducing fintech innovation or payment innovation, payment processing innovation, etc. Yeah,
0: new process, new plumbing, new things that are not sexy but yet enable you to do something sure. much easier, much faster. Sure. Um, so let's let's. In, in that, right? One of the FinTechs I really like um, is Acorns. If you look at Acorns, you know, it's it's not like, oh my God, they're putting people to space now. It's it's a concept. It's a very simple concept that has been mm-hmm. around even before Acorns was around, but they made it easy for people to do roundup, make it easy for you to say, make it easy for you to invest in your future, very little bit by bit. Um, so much so I actually ended up uh, ditching the, the two accounts for my little kids and changed it uh, to Acorns to make it easier so I can stop going to the ranch. That reminds me of the partnership model that you have with the crew savings with the different retail retailers. So helping people, I want to buy something, I'm going to save, and then I'll get rewards for it. Similar to how yeah. the Acorns uh, model work. I go to Sephora, I buy something, and I can, through that, get a few dollars off of purchase and invest in my account I think that partnership model using ecosystem using other people to help um it's it's brilliant I wanted to ask you at the same time right when we look at the different models different people using different partnerships that model has also been changing at first we talked a lot about unbundling and then in the last few years we realized wait a minute we need to rebundle back some of the Different functions together because we don't need just one sliver. We need a wider option. So, with that being said, what do you think you'll be tackling next? Um, what is in your horizon? What what is your plan in in the next year or two?
1: Yeah, I mean, so for deep respect for Acorn, I mean, I think there, I mean, I think what they've done as an inter- introducing to a wider audience the idea of savings and even saving small amounts is one where they're worthy of the praise. And I and I and I hope for them, they're continuous obviously, you know, they almost went public a couple months ago. Like they're so worthy of the praise. how more people use the product. Um and but what I what I can what but for us, um this vision around introducing savings to everyone on every product is is the the deep, deep deep belief of this business, the mission of this business. And We believe that we're going to be the company that does it. And and for us, it's going to be finding great retailers, innovative retailers, innovative brands, merchants, travel companies that want to offer that to them. So you're going to see a crew a year from now. We're going to have a we're going to do a we're going to do a follow up conversation um, and we're going to talk about how like the brands that decide to get on the story, this mission and that's what we're focused on. right now. We're going to build a, we're building a great, great product with a great team. Um, this notion of, of giving merchants the opportunity to have a great dashboard and, and build and offer great savings rewards for their consumers in our application. We're in the midst of that. We are, we are shipping so quickly. Um, and you know, we are, you're going to see us in some of the literally, hopefully on some of the top websites online. Um, and that ubiquity, I talk a lot about ubiquity of savings and ultimately you're gonna have ubiquity of savings at on every website, every apparel website. This should be something that every brand offers. It is not about Michael Hirschfield and about accrue savings. What it is about is that brands need to offer this just like they're offering BNPL, just like they're offering their opportunity of users to to use their credit cards, it is, it is the future. And the question is is it going to be us or is it going to be someone else? And that's for us like the big mission is to push savings for.
0: I like that before we wrap. um, And I can apologize. I apologize to those who cannot see Michael in the video right now because I can feel your energy. I don't know if it's because it's the morning, it's the coffee, it's, you know, because it's utterly, bitterly cold outside, (laughs) but I can feel the energy and excitement you have. What are you bullish about for this year? And what would your advice be to probably a thousand more fintech startups that's gonna pop up this year?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm my advice is to believe in is is to is to believe. Believe in whatever I mean, if I say this to have any entrepreneur, any employee that wants to join or rec- if you're thinking about career development, it's it's you know, look close your eyes, think about who you wanna be five, ten years from now. What do you want the world to look like the next five to ten years? And go, and just try to do it. Go after it. Like get out of your own way and, and believe in yourself because you're you are your own champion and you're going to do it so certainly for all the fintech startups out there or for the fintech entrepreneurs or the operators that, that are listening to this um, you know believe in the world that you want to create and you will do it right that positive mental attitude will will, will allow you to drive the to drive to to that place and don't let all the missteps and all the challenges that will come in your way um, Getting in the way of your own personal vision, and and you know, for me, I look I look onto the year, and there's lots of personal um, stuff that's happening, and I'm excited about that in my own life. That I'm excited about that, and uh, and I look to I look to the world that I want to create a year from now, and I want to see more Americans saving, and um, and I think that I think that everyone will be better off for that, and I'm very excited to to look towards that future.
0: That's awesome. That is a perfect wrap to our conversation. Believe in the world that you want to create and you are your own best champion. Thank you so much for joining us today, Michael. And thank you all for listening in to another episode of One Vision. We'll talk to you all next week.